Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. What's up, my friends? Welcome to episode 30 of Jacques Talk. I hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so as uh, me and Big Joe and the Big Rig get it cranked up for you. What's up, Doc? It's all good. It's all good in the hood right now. You damn right it's all good when the Cowboys thump a bad team. But I ain't mad at them and I ain't mad at you. And, um, you know, before we get started, I want y'all to understand, if you're ever involved in an accident, it's not your fault. What you need to do, what you got to do, what you must do is pick up the phone, call 972-934-8900. That's Greening Law. And simply tell them, hey, here's my situation. Because you'd be surprised at all kind of things that happen to you, man. I mean, it can be an accident. It can be a dog bite. It can be anything where you're injured away from home due to someone else's negligence, make sure you're taken care of. Tell them your situation, and I promise you, if they bring you on as a client, it's been a great day for you. Um, When you're involved in something like this, it can be long and intimidating and scary. Well, when that happens, Grinning Law holds your hand. They're your flashlight in the dark. They walk you through the process. Now, check this out. People always wonder, hey, am I going to be a top priority? Are they going to have a lot of clients? None of that matters, and here's why. They don't get paid unless you get paid. So they, you are their top priority, okay? Because they don't get paid unless you get paid. The consultation is free. They want to help you. So if you're involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Pick up the phone, call 972-934-8900, and check this out. If you don't want to take my word for it, don't. Go to greeninglaw.com. Look at their website. Read what clients have to say about them. Read the great things that they do for their clients. And then come to your own decision. So, 972-934-8900. Punch that number in your phone so when you need it, you have not got to look for it. Dude, this was a Cowboys beatdown. Now, let me tell y'all something. When you're favored by 17 and you're playing the New York Giants and you won your previous three home games by 20, 35, and 23, What happened today, which was a complete destruction of the New York Giants, is what's supposed to happen if you're playing good football, okay? If you're playing good football, this is what's supposed to happen. It was a uh, terrific all-around performance from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is just me. This is just your boy talking right here. Just me. I ain't trying to hear no real criticisms this week, okay? I just ain't trying to hear it. Yes, there's some things. Maybe you want to see a little bit more of this or you want to see a little bit more of that. But when you play the way they played today, um, start to finish, uh, it wasn't perfect. No game ever is. Uh, but they played well. Then, And you destroy somebody by 32 points. I really ain't trying to hear no real criticism this week. So that's just me. Uh, so if, if y'all want to indulge amongst yourselves, go ahead. But I thought... Dak Prescott was terrific uh, for the most part. I do want to hear what happened on his interception. That's not criticism. That's looking for answers. 
Because that interception was so bad, it looked like somebody must have run a run a different route or something. But Dak was terrific. He threw for 400 yards. Uh, the Cowboys won a 12th straight game at home. And I probably got to do some research, man, because Dak had six completions of 30 yards or more. That's got to be near the top that he's ever had. Uh, it was his 10th 400-yard game. But it's the game where he had the second fewest attempts, only needed 35 to get to 400 yards. The defense only allowed, I think it's 172 yards. I mean, come on, man. It was a fantastic performance. Six or seven in the red zone. What else did you want? Let me say if, something about them 400-yard, the 10th 400-yard game. Yes. Right off top. I bet if you looked it up, which you're good at doing, um, I bet those I bet those other four hundred yard games are when he tried to come from behind on somebody. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? When usually when when the Cowboys are winning, he got about two fifty or three hundred, yeah. and the other part is on the ground. It's never this type of four hundred yard game. So usually it's a very, lot of empty yards when he coming back on somebody. Uh, very rarely, I will say I did look this up. They're six and four when he throws for four hundred yards. Mm-hmm. So for whatever that's worth. Uh, yeah, uh, that may be a project for uh, before Tuesday. We get get to the bottom of that. But it was a uh, it's terrific overall performance by the Cowboys. Uh, it's a game that they needed to play well. And here's why: like the Giants ain't no good. Okay, the Giants are in contention for the top uh, pick in the draft. They're no good, and so they needed to do what you do against a no good team especially after coming off that loss last week to Philadelphia. And we all said it at, at the game, dog, which was you played a pretty good game. You just lost. It's not like you played – it's not like that San Francisco debacle. Mm-hmm. It's not even like the Arizona debacle because that was a debacle in its own way. Uh, they won for the first time that they were uh, since the Cowboys win with Kyler Murray back at quarterback for Arizona. So it was important that they played well, man, and they continued that streak of playing well after losing Mike McCarthy. Uh, I'll look it up again, uh, and this time I'm going to put it somewhere, so if it happens again, I don't have to look it up again. But uh, they have a lot of blowout wins, 20-point wins under Mike McCarthy, which seems unusual because most NFL games are decided by a touchdown or less. And so for the number of blowouts that they have, it's really kind of uh, extreme, especially over the last three years. So I'm going to look that up one more time, and this time I'm going to file it away uh, so I don't have to keep looking it up. But uh, terrific performance. Uh, the defense was excellent, um, especially early, man. I mean, they just they just gave they took away the Giants' hope early, uh, and then the Cowboys' offense struggled just a little bit, uh, and then once it found a rhythm, man, it was psh, that thing was a wrap. So, um, what was uh, what was your initial thought on the game? I was thinking, how long is it going to take for the Giants to quit? That's what I was thinking. Can we, you know, and another thing is when Dak threw the interception. Right. Man, it just really ain't no quitting this team right now. Ain't no quitting. You know, they get hit in the mouth. They make a mistake. They trying to get back. You know, ain't no hanging your head. Ain't no, you know, ain't no arguing and all of that. It's like they got hit. They done got hit in the mouth the last two or three, a couple, two or three couple of weeks. And they responded the way they supposed to. Yeah. Um, let's get into uh, let's get into the passing offense because there's somebody who everybody's matter of fact. I stood at this dude's locker this week by myself because everybody was actually talking to uh, I think people everybody was talking to Dak, and uh, I like to do that. I like to dig zig when everybody else is zagging. So everybody's talking to Dak, 
you kind of got your your run of the locker room. And so I spent some time with this guy, and uh, we had a really great conversation. And uh, I'll share it with you in just a minute. And the main thing he kept saying was two things. When it comes, it's going to come in a big way. And I ain't going to complain because I trust the process. And I told him, and I said, well, Doug, you know the only reason you're getting all these questions is people have such respect for your game. And he said, well, I appreciate that. But I'm not, he said, I've been labeled a malcontent before, and I'm just not going down to that man's office and say anything about get me the ball. I'm just going to trust the process, keep working hard, and when it comes, it's going to come in a big way. Um, and before we get into to, uh, Brandon Cooks, because I'm sure y'all figured out that's who I was talking about, uh, understand that uh, that passing offense with Dak Prescott, man, it was, uh, it was phenomenal today. And a lot of it was, and I think this is funny, man. Last week, they threw for 374. Brandon Cooks had two targets. I think he caught one pass for seven yards. And on Monday, at least one person asked McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, the head coach, about, hey, I'm just asking, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but, you know, Brandon, Brandon uh, Cooks only had, you know, two targets, one catch. You feel like you need to get him more involved in the offense. McCarthy was like, I don't play fantasy. I'm paraphrasing again. I don't play fantasy football. Mm. Dak threw for 374 yards, and you up here asking about targets for another player. Uh, you know, this is about the passing game. This is about Dak. You know what, dog? I call poppycock on that. Because what I talked about, I don't think we talked about it on, on our show, but what I talked about with several people last week when talking about Brandon Cooks is there's not enough playmakers on this offense without him. You brought him here to do a certain thing, which is stretch the field and make plays. Um, I understand that CeeDee Lamb is that dude. He deserves all the targets that come his way. I understand that Dak like a tight end, much like I like a tight end when I'm playing college football. <laughs> I just like a tight end, man. That's me. So Dak like a tight end. So Jake Ferguson going to get his targets. Had no problem with that. My problem was we eight, nine games into the season and for some reason, y'all still throwing balls to Michael Gallup and Jalen Tobert that seems to me ought to be going to Brandon Cooks because he's a better player and he could do something that them cats can't do. And it was funny that Mike McCarthy kind of poo-pooed the notion, yet on the first play of the game, what they do? Threw a slant to Brandon Cooks. Say, hey, we want you involved today. I think he had uh, four for 40 in the first quarter. So he was involved today, and then they just went nuts with him, man. Brandon Cooks, who's had uh, four catches was his high this year, 49 yards, I believe, in week two was his high. That dude, Brandon Cooks, ended up today. Nine catches. Let me just double check. Nine catches. Oh, that's just the first half. Can I get the final stats? Final stats is... Uh... I thought he had nine, nine for nine, one oh nine, nine for one seventy three. Nine for one seventy three. Nine ten targets. Nine, nine catches, ten targets, one hundred seventy three yards, and a touchdown. That's the second best game statistically of his NFL career, which I think is wild. Ceedee Lamb ended up with eleven for one fifty one, and a touchdown. He also ran for a touchdown. 
Um, Jake Ferguson, four for 26. Don't care about that because why? He got seven targets. The targets is a good number for him. Now, I don't expect him to throw 44 times most games. So, but that's, that's not a bad number for him because he dropped one or two today. Uh, wasn't a classic Jake Ferguson performance. Uh, you know, Michael, Tober, Michael Gallup got two and he got them fine because they were deep balls. Jalen Tobert had five, but some of those were, were uh, at the end of the game. Actually, Tobert, uh, okay, you know, and then uh, Brooks, the rookie, had four, but he kind of got in because Kevontae Turpin didn't play. But what we're talking about is, is Lamb and Cooks and Ferguson, especially Lamb and Cooks because when Cooks is in the offense, we saw it today, man, because Lamb got some double coverage today. And when he did – as my boy would say, they bust the Giants' ass with Brandon Cooks. That's what I've been waiting for. Like, if y'all want to play with CD and double him, that's cool. Brandon Cooks should still be able to get off. And today, it was good to see. What do you think? My thoughts is, is a little different. I thought that uh, the passing game came around because the running game came around. 20 carries for 70 yards last week, uh, 33 for 168 this week. Um, I thought both running backs was physical. See, I think I think Dowdell Dowdle Rico is rubbing off on Tony Pollard because there was a when Rico came in the game, wasn't no dancing around. He went straight downhill, and guess what? When Tony Pollard came back in the game, he stopped dancing around. He went straight downhill. Probably the play call and their attitude is what saved the play action with the Cowboys, and then. The Giants started running a lot of man. They dropped a the guy in the box a couple times. That safety slid over to the right a couple times. And Dak started tearing their ass up with Cooks on the left. You know, the safety stood over, went over to his right, which is Dak's left. And then Cooks went down the right end, the right side of the field. And Dak started tearing him up with that one-on-one coverage. And a couple of the, the long one with the play action where he bootlegged a little bit. Yeah. 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 When you run the ball – 32 times, and you run the, and, and guys are running hard like that, yeah, passing game going to be open. I think, it's like I said last week, it just kind of ties in to, hey, pieces get moved around, Brandon Cook's going to bust your ass. You understand? That's that's just that, that's what I've been saying the whole time. As soon as they get that fixed, it's going to open up a lot of things. That's how I see That's how I kind of see how it works a little bit. Well, I think it's interesting because um... – I have a couple of thoughts about that as, as it relates because the running game worked in the first half, 18 for 129. Rico had four for 50. He was killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and Pollard had 11 for 48. But I think what's going to happen, and nobody's told me this, but I think what's going to happen, because I tweeted this out. I said to me, uh, after that 20 yard run where he made that really nice I'm talking about Rico made that really nice cut and cut up field and ran through a couple tackles got that 21 yard run in the first quarter or the first part of the game I said damn Rico out here looking like Pollard 2022 and I think what we've been talking about all the time is that um, is that uh, you know why, why have we said Pollard was so successful because he didn't have to take that pounding and that butt kicking. Zeke did all of that. And then Pollard would come in the game and it looked like he moving 100 miles an hour. It seems to me that some of that is kind of what's happening with Rico. 
with Pollock doing a little bit of dirty work, Rico come in, look like he moving 100 miles an hour. And um, I'll tell you what, and you tell me if it makes sense. I was talking to somebody, uh, a member of the starting offense. I said, Doug, what's up with Pollock, man? And he said, you know what, really? I think he's pressing so much to get the big play that he's not really getting, he's not staying on the hold, he's not pressing the hold long enough and giving those guys time to open it up because he's looking for the big play. Uh, because he's so used to having them, and he hadn't really had any in a while, six weeks to be exact. Okay. I said, so I think if we can get him to be just a little more patient and follow the play and give it time to open up, he'll get it. And I, and I remember asking this guy, I said, is it kind of like a dude trying to hit a three-run homer who's in a slump? He's like, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to take them singles and them singles and get, get on base, and then when you look up, Next thing you know, you hit a double. Now you relaxed because you know you can get a hit, and now now you taking them out the park like you used to. So I think a little bit of all of that uh, has played into it. And here's the thing, man, that's cool. Well, <laughs> it really is. If if Rico and Pollard need to kind of make it more like a 55-45 split, that's cool. And you know why it's cool? I think we talked about it last week. Because Pollard ain't never been the guy. Well, the difference between the two is that Pollard is more of an accelerator. He's more of a burst guy. You get him a hole, he bursting through that, he out of here. Rico is one cut. Okay. Rico put his foot in the ground, and he running straight through that thing. It's, it, it might not look right in there, but he busting through there. You know, he, he he's more one cut and reckless than Tony. Tony is more burst through the hole and, and, and get gone type of dude. So here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. If you looked at the game again, you would see that Tony was running like Tony in the beginning. Tony went out, and Rico hit that damn run where he would just hit the hole. He's just reckless. One cut, bam, and I'm banging it in there. I'm going crazy. You know what I'm right. saying? Physical as hell. So guess what Tony did? Tony said, oh, you're not taking my job today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the one cut thing too. Tony started hitting that hole, you know, not right. like just like Rico did. I thought they both, I thought he, I thought they fed off each other, and that's cool. Yeah, that's cool because sometimes you get challenged like that, and sometimes you stand on that sideline and you wait your turn and you're going, okay, that's what I got to do. All right, I'm gonna do that too, and that's yep. what I, that's what I saw today. You know, uh, I think there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But the result is Dak Prescott, 26-35, 4 4 TDs and a pick. Oh, yeah. One hand washed the other. Passing and games today, sometime. say that again. I said one hand washed the other. Sometimes it's just it's just a beautiful thing they see it, they did today. Where, right. Like I, I criticized them last week. That, that, that nobody moved on y'all play action. Well, today they had to. Because right. Rico come in slashing them. Tony slashed them a little bit. It's all good. I don't, I'm, if I'm Tony, I'm cussing them out. Why don't I get the quick pitch? I ain't, I ain't got that all year. That's my thing, right? You pitched that thing to Rico. Rico ran over everybody. You know, maybe sweet, to come back. Yeah, sweet play week. call. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really interesting, man. Because I don't know the last time they had two receivers over 150 yards. I'm sure that'll come out in the stat pack. Sweet. And the other thing was there was 20 of 24 for uh, three. 24. That's what Lamb and Brooks combined for with about six catches of 20 yards or more. I mean, they was phenomenal today. And, uh, you know, when I talked to Brandon last week, 
he was saying, don't think I can't still play. He said, I could play. I just haven't had very many opportunities yet. And uh, because I asked him how much the, the too deep thing and not running against the uh, running against seven man boxes was affecting him. He said, there's some truth to that. He said, that's a good point, but it's not the whole story. He said, sometimes I've just been missed. And then basically he was saying, because he, he, he made it very adamant. He's like, I'm not complaining. Whatever you say, don't ever say I complain because I'm not complaining. Yeah. He said, I understand the situation. So it's just about me working harder, trying to work even harder to get on the same page with, with Dak. But I am not complaining that's at his, all. That's, him, that's, some, that's some real maturity coming from him. Yeah, because you know he why? Been, he had been a headache to some Super Bowl coaches exactly. in the Exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah. he said, I'm not he said, I'm not complaining at all. Let me make that clear, yeah. Let me yeah. make it doubly, doubly, super duper clear to yeah. all of y'all. But it was just us talking right then. Let me, can I ask you, let me ask you two two quick questions. Ask them one at a time. To, I need, yeah, I need you to, I need you to do this for me. Ask him why he ain't pulled Archer out. He had pulled Archer out. Did he pull Archer out tonight? Tonight he did like a half Archer. I need to ask yeah, him about that. But he, yeah. been, he pulled the Archer out the last time he scored. Yeah. Because yeah, Michael Parsons was like, "Oh, this is fantastic celebration! I love that." Yeah, he got off tonight. I thought he's gonna. I thought he's gonna pull that arch out. And my second question is, I need you to ask Dak what it feel like for Dexter Lawrence to keep landing on his ass, dude. Man, okay, I, had, I, I hold my breath every time that happens. Uh, was Dexter Lawrence the dude who hit him on the pass to Brandon Cooks? I'm a 97, the big dog from a 350-pound big what dog. What a great throw that was. It was, but he landed. Uh, this is the third time. First time we played the Giants, he landed on him. This is the third time big dog done got yeah. a hold of him. No, he, he, yeah, he, he had to take a breather on that oh, one because uh, that thing, that dude hit him clean, hit him yeah. hard, and it and I can't believe the throw was as perfect as it was yeah. uh, with him getting hit like that, but – uh, the passing game was on point today. Um, I thought they came out and attacked with the pass. And I was trying to look up the stats, and I do this for for uh, Wednesday's show. But I think it was because I said, man, it seemed like they're attacking with the pass. And I looked down and they had nine runs and nine passes. And so I think what happened is they were throwing the ball on first down instead of running it on first down. And I think that uh, that's why it gave me the illusion that they were throwing so much more. Yeah, a lot of play but action on on first down. The uh, the and I'm gonna see how many, I'm, I'm gonna see what the stats say about how much play action they use this week as compared to other weeks. Uh, the other thing they did, man, Dink and Dunk Dak took a break off this week. That boy was throwing the ball down the field today, and maybe that was a combination of the protection was good. The Giants uh, played a lot of man too. He was only he wasn't sacked today. Forty four thirty five attempts, no sacks. So the Giants combination of the Giants playing a lot of man, great protection. He felt comfortable. because uh, he was going down the field today. Uh what is that? That's more than ten yards an attempt. Four hundred and four on thirty five attempts. Yeah. So uh no nah, man, it was a it was a terrific performance overall by Dak. Uh Brandon Cooks, we've been waiting to see his coming out party. It was his 23rd 100-yard game, but it was his uh, second-best game overall, which to me is amazing considering what the non-factor he had been for pretty much the first uh, eight games of the season. Um, Before we move on, I do want to tell you that obviously Thanksgiving is coming up. And if you're one of those people that don't want to cook, 
You don't want to be slaving over the stove all day because it's all day football. You want to hang out with the family and just enjoy football? Check this out. Go to Smokey John's and let them cook it for you. They are terrific. And they got a lot of specials going. Um, and you still got plenty of time to get your order in. I'm still trying. I'm going to ride with one of them. I just haven't figured out which one. You got the small family pack for $149.95. That feeds four to six people. It's a smoked turkey or a bone-in ham. Two quarts of dressing, one pint giblet gravy, six rolls, half pint of cranberry sauce, two one-quart sides. Then you got your large family pack for $189.95. That feeds eight to 12 people. Smoked turkey or a bone-in ham, a gallon dressing, one quart giblet gravy, dozen rolls, pint of cranberry sauce, two, two quart size. Mm-mm. And then, dog, they got turkeys and hams. You, you pick them. Smoked turkey, $94.95. Cajun fried turkey, baked turkey, honey bone-in ham. And I'm, in t- I'm, I'm intrigued by this, man. I'm intrigued by the rib stuffed turkey. That's the one that got me intrigued. It really does. And then uh, if you want to do a whole turkey leg thing, man, I got a turkey leg meal, uh, four pack for $99.95. Whatever you need, they can handle it for you. And the food is outstanding. So give Smokey John's a call. Go to the website, website SmokeyJohns.com. Punch in your order and take a load off your mind on Thanksgiving Day by letting Brent and Juan and their crew for you I like the way that sounded uh, And I, I'm really pretty much decided On the uh, On the rib stuffed turkey I really am I'm, I'm pretty much headed that way That just sounds too good to me It really does I'm, My mouth watering thinking about it I ain't even gonna lie to y'all <laughs> But uh, Let's talk about that Cowboys defense man I was so impressed with them early because they 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 got Danny DeVito at quarterback. Okay, Brett DeVito at quarterback. Yeah. We know he ain't no good. He undrafted free agent, 15 to 20 for 170 yards last week. But he's not really a threat. They, they haven't had any receivers all year. Saquon Barkley is the only dude they got uh, on their team who's an offensive threat. And that's why the Cowboys shut him out in the first game. But again, I want to know how you're going to come out and play. And dude. They came out, and when the Cowboys drove down um, and got stopped at the one-yard line, and we're going to go into the whole red zone thing before we get out of here. But, you know, because, I mean, I'm just going to make sure I don't take an exit because y'all know how I am. We're going to get into the red zone thing before we get off of here today. Uh, But that defense, man, when they gave the ball up at the one, you do that because you go, okay, if we don't get it, uh, defense will will play well and get us the ball right back. Man, them boys came out with their hair on fire. They almost got a safety on the first two plays. And then uh, then they forced the punt. Cowboys went down and score. Uh, and you mentioned this earlier, man. I thought, now, I realize the score is 49-17. It's a blowout, all right? I realize that. Or 49-10. to I realize that. Uh, but we still early in the game. Your Cowboys are up 7-0. The Giants cannot win without help. Okay? It ain't going to happen. They're not going to win without help. And so what happens? Um, Dallas is up 7-0. And 
And damn it, they've punted a couple times. You're like, what y'all doing? Quit playing with your food. And then Dak throws a horrible interception. It was so bad because Jake Ferguson never appeared to be open. And I mean, it was just a bad, it was, like I said, it was so bad that I need to hear the explanation for it because it deserves an explanation because, like, something weird happened on that play. And, you know, coaches and players always say every interception has its own story. So I'm curious about that story. But the interception gets returned to the Dallas 12. And right then, I don't know about you, dog, but I was like, man, if they score a touchdown here, even though they're raggedy, it's like 7-7 going into the second quarter. And all of a sudden, these fools might think they, they have hope. Uh, what do you think on the pick? Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing because uh, that's what happened in the Cardinal game. you like, okay, we're going to take – Okay, this this looks ugly, but we're gonna handle it up. We're gonna handle up on it, and we never handled up on it. And so, like you said, if they get squirrely, all of a sudden now you're looking, now you're looking at a problem. So I was thinking the same thing, and uh, I was inter- I was thinking about the explanation too. That's why I was texting you, and you was like, eh. he was he was talking to Ferguson, but he always talking to somebody out. He throw a pick. No, nah, but I mean, he he was talking on the field. I know Normally, what you're saying. You see him on the sideline, yeah. but he was like, "Let's nah. figure this shit out as we walk into the sideline." He don't talk that was to weird. nobody on the sideline. I mean, on the on the sideline, he just look at that damn tablet. Well, I mean, that's based on what we see. That's what we see. Yeah. Um. So they got first ten at the twelve. First down is incomplete. Second down is a direct snap to Saquon Barkley. He only picks up two. On third down. Uh, DeVito scrambled for six to the to the uh, four, so it's fourth and two. The Giants have to go for it. They ain't playing for nothing but hope and pride, friends and family. They gotta go for it. The play call is what I didn't like. The Cowboys defense been on fire all day. You're not on. I'm this is just me on that situation. The way the teams are playing, you're not going to run two yards for a touchdown. Uh, play action there is fine if you want to boot and, and have give Brett, who's got some speed as a young guy, a run pass option, see if he can hit the pylon if nothing's open with the high-low concept in the corner of the end zone. That's fine. If you want to do a little trickery, that's fine. Running off tackle, to me, was not fine. What would you think? Yeah, I thought it was terrible, but do you trust that guy? And then okay. how long, like I said, how long is, was it going to take for them to quit? And, and and another thing is, that's why Saquon was walking up and down the bench cussing people out. You know the play calling. Um, I want to say one thing about the deck, the, the 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 interception. Overall, is that them guys keep showing resiliency. They keep showing the comeback. You know they they not quitting. The Cowboys, you know, bad things are happening, and they finding a way to correct that stuff as a team. And that's, that bodes well for the team if they keep doing that. Yeah, I think so. I think they, uh, I think they've, they, I think they left Philly feeling just as confident as when they went into Philly, if not a little bit better about themselves. And yeah. so I think they took it out on the Giants, like, yo, and and you know that's why even when we talked last week, that's why we said, okay, it matters how you play. If you beat the Giants 17-10, you won the game, but you played like poop. All right? God forbid if you lose. But, you know, if it's a fourth quarter game, then you haven't played well because the Giants ain't no good. And so you need to treat them like they're no good. 
Like every, next week. Every one of the last four games they played where they've given up a drive, like the first drive or yeah. whatever, they, they've shown, all right, look, we down or we that was easy for the other team. Let's make adjustments. You know, let's right. not, let's right. not lose, lose hope. Let's get punched in the mouth and respond to that. that every game yeah. the last four weeks they've been playing like that. Right, because they didn't give up. They had given up points on six straight opening drives, so yep. they didn't do that today. They played yep. great, even though the field position helped them. But what I mean is, is that, uh, like, and I'm taking a very quick exit. Like, they got Carolina next week. Carolina is terrible. They really are. They they have nothing. Um, so, it's on grass where they don't play as fast as they do on turf, which is kind of obvious. Um, it's the kind of team where – in the past, they haven't showed up Arizona, and you end up with a much tougher game or you end up with an embarrassing loss. They play great at home. That is not a question anymore. They got 12 in a row at the crib, and a lot of them have been 20-point blowouts. What they got to do is package this game that we saw tonight and take some semblance of it to Carolina. I'm not saying you got to throw for 400 yards and get 600 yards, but – it should be a game where Dak – and it's just real talk, man. I realize it's the NFL. Next week should be a game where Dak is chilling with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter because Carolina is awful. And if you take them seriously and you play well to your ability and your potential and all of that stuff, then Dak will be chilling at the start of the fourth quarter just like – and he'll be chilling with C.D. Lamb and, and Tyron Smith and all your other valuable guys. If you play well and if you take care of business. Um, I watched them play the, the Bears last week, uh, Thursday. And uh, they ought to be embarrassed to call that NFL football that game. Right. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, that, that was some garbage. Both teams was garbage. Man. Uh, so, you know, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about if, you, if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're trying to – get back in the race for the division because Philadelphia got a stretch of tough games coming up and you're trying to peak at the right time, now is the time to get it going because now I'm, I'm just going to keep it real with you. And this is the beauty of the NFL season. This is why I tell people all the time, man. Stop being frustrated that you don't have the answers that you want right now because everything will reveal itself in due time. But you can't rush the answer. But the answer will reveal itself to you in due time. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at this stretch right now. As of today, because things can change. Because what we say all the time, sports is fluid, baby. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, a month from now. The game in Buffalo don't feel like it felt when the, when the schedule came out or when September started. Not at all. Miami don't feel like it felt when the schedule came out. Because every time Miami play a good team, they offense and a good defense, they offense gets shut down. And I'm not saying that Dallas, oh, oh, it's a walk up win from that. I'm just saying it don't feel like, oh my God, what are you gonna do with the Dolphins and all that speed? They putting up fifty on everybody. Yeah, yeah. It don't feel like that. Three weeks ago, it's like, now? man, are they gonna make the playoffs? Three, <laughs> weeks, three weeks ago, it felt like they're like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, right. everybody was right three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got this stretch that we said, oh, my God. You got Philly at the crib, Buffalo, Miami on the road, Detroit at the crib. What y'all going to do? Well, now, all those games remain difficult, but they don't feel as ominous as they did 
if your Cowboys will play to their ability and then beat Philadelphia at the crib, which is what they have to do, and that's fine. If you split with Philly, y'all should split. You're two terrific teams. You should split. Uh, but anyway, that's all I'm saying. But it starts with the defense. Um, uh, and the defense played good today. They got pressure on the young man. They stopped the run. Uh, Deron Bland got a pick. Uh, dude, I, you know, the only thing I'm surprised a little bit is it seemed like they would have um, some more sacks. Well, I mean, they did sack him five times. It didn't seem like they sacked him five times. He threw for like 37 yards or something. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Uh, Tommy DeVito. Golly. Yeah, you're right. 14 to 27, 86 yards, two TDs, and an interception. Yeah. Uh, they gave up one completion of 20 yards or more. They gave up one run of 20 yards or more. And, dog, the stuff at halftime was insane. In the first half, the Cowboys gave up 27 yards on 22 plays, 0 for 6 on third down, one first down. I really, and I'm, I'm keeping it real with you, I'm not sure they've, they've played a better half statistically in, you know, forever. Them guys was arguing, man. Uh Shepard and Slayton was arguing on the sideline. Uh, they looked dejected. It was 20 up, 28 nothing. Yeah, they, I thought they, was going to cry. They quit. Yeah, they, I think they, they, right uh, before half, they said, yeah. we, out, we out of here, man. Uh, you know, half the it, team quit at halftime. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, because they still came out and, uh, you know, did some things. I mean, it was 42 nothing, but they still – Tried to get a drive going. You know, it was 28 nothing that came out and scored. Well, a little, and, a little rest and some Gatorade going to make you come out and try to do something. But then you realize, well, you know what? <laughs> we don't got nothing today. You know. No. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the defense came out, and they came out in the third quarter. And uh, after their first three and out, uh, the Cowboys went three and out too. Then the Giants go seven plays, 91 yards. Now, I didn't think they were going to win, okay? I didn't think they were going to win. But I did say to myself, okay, now, it's 28 to 7. If you don't put together a good drive and at least, you know, if you don't score and you fool around and give up another touchdown, now it's 28-14 and you're probably going to have to play the whole game. And to me, that's kind of a wasted opportunity. Because you want to show your dominance. Uh, so it was important that the defense, after, uh, and this is how quick the game changed. It's 28 to 7. And that's when, man, because here's what happens 28 to 7, and it's third and five at the Dallas 31. And I'm like, if y'all don't get this first down, you're going to have to punt. What if they go down and score? Huh. Now it's 28 14, midway through the third quarter. Now it's kind of interesting a little bit. And what happened? They hit Brandon Cooks. That's the one where Dak got flattened. And, uh, no, he hit CeeDee Lamb on that seam route down the middle for 28 yards. And on the next play, he hit Michael, Michael uh, Gallup for 41 yards and touchdown. And then on the next possession, they get the pick by Deron Bland. And then they go down and score again on the pass to CeeDee Lamb, and it's a wrap. It's 42-7. And that's just how quick the game changed. And that's that defense showing up. And going, okay, we got y'all one touchdown. Now we scored. Now let us put the hammer on you 
and put the game away. Deron Plan makes a good interception, high pointed the ball, and uh, your Dallas Cowboys uh, go up uh, 42-7 ultimately and, uh, and put this one away. Now, dude, we done had all this conversation about the red zone. And so it's been awful for most of the year, the Cowboys red zone offense. So when they get down there and it's first in, because uh, I wrote this down, it's first in uh, goal at the four. Pollard gets two on first down. Now, to me, this is where you have to take some, uh, some nuance because the second down play was a good play. You talking about but the BS, Giants defense? That BS to see which Lamb? BS? You, talking about the you didn't B- like the play? No. How come you didn't like the play? I yeah. like. Well, yeah. let me let me let me start first. I like the play because what are you trying to do? You're trying to bring them across the formation, and hit, I seen Jerry Rice score a touchdown on a similar play a thousand times. Jerry Rice, where you bring? I'm just talking about where you bring them across the formation. The dude covering him, and man gets caught up in traffic. He hits the corner. And he scores. Wasn't so the no play traffic. call didn't. Wasn't no traffic, though. Well, I mean, it was designed to have traffic. What I'm saying is the play design didn't bother me. Now, the result wasn't good, but what what didn't you like about the play design? Well, a lot of times the play design is based off what you got in the backfield. You got a guy that can punch a hole in that defense that you might be able, that might be a threat to hold you. No, you don't. You got you, you depend on who you got in there. If you got, let's say, I hate to say, it, if you had Zeke or you had a guy who was a good goal line back, then yeah, you got traffic, you got delay, and then you can get, you can get uh, horizontal at the goal line and the guy swing up in there. But when you got Tony Pollard back there and you know he ain't finna punch you in the mouth, ain't nobody buying that. And you got you got him, he is him. You got Ceedee Lamb in motion. Who ain't gonna Who ain't gonna check him now? If you did CD Lamb and somebody else came underneath and he's open, I think you gotta punch that thing or throw into the end zone. I don't think you ever should go uh, uh, parallel to the line of scrimmage like that, unless you're trying to. You know, if you if you if you got a good offensive line and you got that, you gotta punch that thing or you gotta throw it over the line. I don't like that with my main guy. And I don't, and especially when I don't have an end zone, a red zone threat at running back. You're not freezing nobody. You're not holding nobody. Did they go play action on third down? I know they hit. I know they tried to hit Ferguson in the back of the no, end zone. No, I don't think so. It's worthless right. on third anyway. Yeah, because the play action down is second down. Yeah, but I did not like the call for Tony Pollard on fourth down. No, and again, I you know that was your second down play though. That was your second down to me. It's just it's, it's it's all subjective. It's all about your opinion, but that's your second down play, not that bullshit they tried with C D Lamb. How C D Lamb gonna shake loose calls? Jerry, they picked a lot of stuff for Jerry. I know what you mean. I saw Jerry do that too. But right. they that ain't executed well. I just didn't like that cause. Right, that, but that's two different points. Whether it was executed well, I'm because to me, yeah, there's a lot of good plays that don't get executed well. well but it's I'm not talking enough. about the play type. Didn't bother me. Well, That's what I'm no, saying. I'm saying it's not no threat. You have to have something to hold somebody in place before you run that kind of stuff and make it work. And them guys ain't scared of Tony at the goal line. Maybe if you got Rico wild ass up in there, you know, because he running, you know, he he runs so reckless. 
it's it's a breath of fresh air. It's just different styles, you know. Right, right, right. They basically right. the same size. One of them is one of them is long in two fifteen. One of them is a little more compact. Rico is just built different, and he runs so different. I think if you get him in there, he's a poor man's Marion Barber. What do you think? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He a little got me a little more explosive than Marion, but yeah, I mean, I'm talking about his wild running style. Uh, but uh, so they go zero for one on that one. But they, you know, eventually they go up seven nothing. But they go up seven nothing. Uh, CD scores on the end of round. Did you like that play? Yeah, I guess I like it. It scored. <laughs> so, well, you know, you I'm know. trying to get away from the result. I'm talking about the play type. Yeah. Because you can call good plays that don't work, and you can call bad plays that do work. Well, I've scored a couple of touchdowns in my day. Once you get in the end zone, you don't give a shit how you got there. You don't give a shit who blocked okay, and who missed got, the block uh, and all of that. So yeah, we got time to hear what's the what's you score a touchdown in high school? No, I was running back in junior high. In high school, I played defense. Uh, what I'm saying, one, you know, once you get them touchdowns, you don't care. Uh, what's the best touchdown you scored in junior high? Oh, as a running back? No, no, I scored a 73 yard in a JV game in high school. As a running in, back in Richmond Hills, yeah. Boy, you hadn't had that kind of speed to go the distance, man. I can was, run. It, was, was it a bunch of broken tackles or it was right through the hole and nah, it was, you just uh, running everybody? It was like a 22 counter. And I hit it and I think I went instead of two, the two hole, I think I went through the one. You know, so the coach cussing you out until you break free. It was, I was gone. I didn't, I, I didn't even know. But it was like, a, it was like a, <laughs> a, a, a lot of us didn't get to play what we wanted to play when I was a junior in high school, and I was pissed because they wouldn't let me play running back. They kept putting me on defense. So right, coach right. scheduled a game for us to play Richland Hills and to show him something. Well, I showed him. I busted 73-yarder. Next week I came back, so can I play running back? He said, no, you're still on defense. <laughs> <laughs> Take your ass over there. I so, love that. Well, I got, my, I got a letter jacket on defense. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. So I never got a letter jacket. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, um, I got two of them, so it's all good. So they went. Uh, so you got CD Lamb scores touchdown, and then you got uh, Jake Ferguson on a play action on second down, which to me is when you throw to the tight end. Did you like that play call? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, you can't argue. Like we said before, like we you said at the beginning, it ain't the time to be complaining when it's forty nine seventeen. I mean, it worked. It's the, it's the red zone. It's a combination of the Giants done quit, all of that. So, I ain't I ain't gonna complain. If you give me five, if you give me five dollars, I ain't gonna complain. Especially if you don't owe me nothing. So it's a bonus, you know. You give me twenty five, I ain't gonna say, man, can I get this in one? No, I'm taking that five dollars. I'm taking my ass on. Same thing with the touchdown. It scored. All right, then we ain't worried about what you call, but the stuff to CD Lamb is just aggravating when you start doing running shit parallel to the line of scrimmage, and you can just you need to try to punch that thing. Find you somebody with a nose for the goal line, because you're wasting opportunities to score. You can't always fool people with that trickery. All right, we'll file that away. Uh, then they go down and make it twenty-eight nothing on Brandon Cooks's touchdown. Uh, again, that's on second down. Uh, they hit him kind of on the uh, corner right in the end zone. 
Uh, I think he had man coverage. He beat his guy. Uh, I guess your answer is going to be at work, so it's all good. What are you trying to? What are you? What you trying to make me to ask for this week? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> look, look. We're going over the res. The res. We talked about the res on like, offense when it was bad. I didn't like one play. I didn't I, like that. I'm just checking. I'm just saying you can't. It, you got to punch them first. All you, right. You got to punch. That's the third down call if you want it. Yeah. You remember the the play when uh, Moose used to get the get the Troy used to fake at the Emmett. And they rolled, and Moose went underneath, and Troy went, you know, Troy went around, and it was run, run pass option, and he would hit Moose for the touchdown. You, you got to remember that play. You got to remember. Yeah. The Cowboys, they, they, didn't, they didn't let the Moose loose all the time, but, yeah, they threw it to him down there because guess what they was doing? Faking it to a guy who scored 25 touchdowns in a season. Right. Scored, there was a threat down there. You faking that shit to Tony and going horizontal or – a parallel to the line of scrimmage, that eh, shit ain't going to work. All right. And then finally, uh, we spent some time, I believe, if we didn't spend some time talking about it, then I definitely wrote a piece about it. I'd be doing so much, sometimes I can't uh, remember which. Uh, but Dak, third down, ran for a touchdown. Everything was bottled up. He took a, zone, took a look and took off aggressively. Got to the end zone. Uh, we've talked the whole time about him needing to use his legs. Nobody flipped him. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you know, just Clarence was saying he run with a piano on his back. He do not. Man, Clarence is the king of uh, the the E stand for exaggeration. Clarence e. Hill Jr. Oh. E stand for exaggeration. Oh, tell him that. Yeah, I like that. But uh, no, nah, he's you know, but everybody's faster these days. So yeah, it can look like you have an angle. Uh, back in the day, yes, you should outrun a defensive lineman. These days, defensive linemen run four, five, and four, mm-hmm. six, and quarterbacks run four, five, and four, six. Yeah. Ain't a whole lot of difference. Uh, but uh, he made a decisive move once he decided to go. It opened up for him, and uh, he got in there. It was a big touchdown, and uh, you know, four out of five uh, in the first half from the red zone, six out of seven for the game. Uh, you'll take that every week, as my mom used to say, twice on Sunday. It's a terrific overall performance from your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they've had a few of those this year. Uh, what we need to do is see them uh, string these wins together because, again, they got Carolina next week. they got Washington the week after that. Those are two games they should win. Washington better than Carolina, and so it should be a little closer. Uh, and then comes, uh, comes uh, the Eagles, I believe. Well, like you always say, you got to bank them wins, man. You gotta yeah. beat the team that you're supposed to beat. Good teams, good team, put them in the bank. Right, and the earlier you can put them in the bank, the better. I mean, it is. There's something good, especially when they got that stretch of three and twelve days coming up. There's something good, really good, about being able to uh, rest your best players at the start of the fourth quarter. You prevent them from being injured, and uh, you take a little bit off their plate, where they may have just a little bit of juice left. Uh, for that three games and 12-day stretch they got coming up. Yeah, we got to get offensive line some love today, cause That left side was strong side today. I thought they ran off the left side pretty good, Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith. Them Smith boys over there, them uh, Smith men over there. I thought they looked pretty good, man. Yeah, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau did not cause a lot of damage, and he's been playing pretty well this year. What's his name? Put uh, that grip on him. 
Uh, Tyron <laughs> Smith. Tyron Smith got the strongest hands in the world. He, man, yeah, he put that grip on that boy today. Uh, did you read Michael Gelkin's story today? No. Oh, it's funny you say that. Michael Gelkin wrote a front page story in the morning news about Ty, Tyron Smith's hands. Wow. Okay. So that's uh that's uh that's, yeah, it's actually a good story because he talked to, I don't know, it's a Gelkin special, so he probably talked to fifteen or twenty people. Well, that's the about. reason when you shake hands with NFL linemen that the knuckles and all that stuff is uh, the hands I was, I was, are jacked up. Oh uh, yeah, dog. And they we the picture that they used was one of his hands just holding his hands out, and you see his his fingers spread about twelve different ways. Larry Allen, Larry yep. Allen hands, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's all that's always the case with offensive linemen. But uh, no, you're right. We'd be remiss. You don't get 400 yards passing and uh, 640 yards in total offense, and average 8.3 yards per play, and have 32 first downs. And your boy bounced back. Terrence still bounced back. Yeah, he did because uh, we didn't even call his name today. That's Not how you know all. he bounced back. I did all. Uh, without your offensive line of uh, Steel, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish. Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith uh, doing a heck of a job. So uh, kudos to them. And uh, I think we hit our deadline, bro. Yeah, 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 we did. We had 53. <laughs> so uh, that, that was uh, that was Joe's number in, uh, in uh, Arlington, Sam Houston. No, well. no. It wasn't? I was 26. I'm sorry, man. You was 53 with the Arlington Broncos. Roger that. Yeah, so uh, ninety four uh, anyway. in college, and oh, uh, see, That's wait, 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 shocked wait, me man. with the ninety four in college. Yeah, we got to talk about uh, uh oh, forty three ninety four. But anyway, uh, we got to talk about Veterans Day, dog. What's wrong with you, Cowboys wore the red, white, and the helmet with the red, white, and blue stripe? Huh? Yeah, they did. That was nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, uh, I'm not hungry either. <laughs> you got some clear gravy? No, 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 no. Ain't no gravy talk. You need to stop that shit, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put the stop sign on. Look at the kibosh on that right now. Uh, nah, Veterans Day, man. It take care of you on Veterans. Veterans Day is like Christmas for a veteran. You get good deals. You get free meals. Uh, you know, okay. you get all of that. Heck yeah, I had more pizza and chicken wings and. Oh, all, all right. kind of stuff yesterday. Well, I appreciate your service. Hey, uh, it took you long enough, but you are most welcome. I appreciate. I sent a, uh, I sent a couple texts to, him, so I should have put you on my text. But I don't send group texts. I have to do them individually. Yeah, yeah, it's all but, good. Uh, I sent them to my uh, three cousins who uh, put their time in. Well, you never uh, know. The thing about it is, I never thought about Veterans Day when I was serving. And you know it's kind of cool when people say that, you know, and I appreciate that. Like y'all yeah. appreciate me, I appreciate that too. Right? Well, they are. Uh, I think they're. The, I think one of them's still in there. Yeah. Uh, the other two have retired. Then he's not a veteran then. Oh. If he's still in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, his service continued. He continued to serve. That's what people. No, nah, these are women. Up. Well, she, well, they, same, same, same thing. Continues. Same thing. Yeah, their service continues. Yeah. But yeah, all right. But I'm not sure. I know two of them have retired. I'm yeah. not sure about the other. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, yeah, it's a good day. It's a it's a great day. I I enjoy it anyway. You know, and uh, the way America take care of their veterans and Texas especially take care of their veterans. I'm living proof of that. So it's a good thing. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you. 
Yeah, don't get me started talking about my relationship with America. No, not not today. We can talk about that for another day because I got to yeah. get over to Roger Channel 5 that. Studios Roger and take some, yeah. do some TV magic with my boy, Newey Scruggs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, for uh, Big Joe and the Big Rig, we appreciate it. Podcast is always sponsored by our friends over there at Greening Law. Uh, until we chat again, you guys be blessed.